Hello, guys. Welcome to the With My Own Two Hands podcast. I'm your host, McKenna Lee, or Exo McKenna. You might know me as Exo McKenna if you are part of our amazing, and I put emphasis on amazing, our amazing community on YouTube and also Instagram and the socials, let's say. (laughs) I have been growing this amazing community for just over five years now, and my dog Kinsley has just joined us. Hopefully she stays quiet because she is not a quiet dog. I have a multi-poo, and she is the cutest thing, seven-pound thing that ever did exist. Hopefully she stays quiet. Hopefully she'll just come up here and lay down with me. So I've been growing this amazing community on YouTube for a little over five years now. And what started as just a way for me to have a creative outlet, for a way for me to share uh, projects I was working on or things that I was trying out, turned into... uh, something incredible. And oh, good girl, Kinsley. She's she's laying down now. If And we are also filming this for YouTube. So if you are not watching on YouTube, um, we also have it there. If you'd like to watch us and see Kinsley and see me uh, and see our many guests that I hope to have on this podcast very, very soon. So I asked you guys actually on YouTube what you wanted to see, what you wanted to hear, what you wanted us to talk about or me to talk about. And and I feel like on YouTube, um, it's I have two channels also. I have my quote unquote main channel where it's all about renovation. So we have been renovating a 111-year-old house now, 111-year-old cottage in Texas for almost two years. And even before that, I was decorating my apartment, uh, multiple, but well, just one apartment on, on the channel and just creating a house into a home. And I've been doing that with my own two hands, hence the name of this podcast. And ever since I can remember, I've been doing things with my own two hands. I love trying new things. I love doing things myself. I love learning new skills. So through that, I was sharing my journey through this renovation. I was sharing my love for DIY projects and for learning new skills uh, on YouTube. And you guys have been really loving it too. And I, I cannot express to you how grateful I am for you guys. And I know a lot of you guys are probably listening to this episode because I actually asked you what you wanted to hear, what you wanted to talk about or know, because um, I feel like there is this missing puzzle piece to the YouTube channels. And there's this conversation that we can have that we don't get to have on YouTube because it just doesn't fit. You know, it's it's like my main channel, like going back to what I was saying, my main channel is my renovation channel and it's picture perfect. It's uh, the renovations all perfectly uh, delivered, if you will. Now I do share mistakes. I'm a real person. This is a real life renovation. So I do share the ups and downs of this process. But it is kind of like just a perfect little like wrapped present of a renovation project that I was working on. Like let's say, you know, we, we've been renovating our living room, which we are in right now. And it's been such an amazing project because it is literally come to, coming to life in such an amazing way. 
I love it. Um, so, you know, episode one will be like, oh, we're going to build the, the fireplace and we're going to plaster it and lime wash it and it's going to come out perfect. And um, then, you know, through those, those episodes, there's been three episodes now. There'll be one final episode because there's a little bit that's left undone, um, but we were decorating for Christmas. So happy new year to you guys. I'm filming this in the new year. So there'll be one more episode. Now I have a vlog channel where you get to see all the behind the scenes, all the things um, that I don't put into that picture perfect renovation video. And you really get to see the, you know, I have to go pick up all of these supplies and, you know, how much those things cost and um, all the prep work to gearing up to do a major project or a major renovation project in the house. Uh, so you get to see all of that. And then also just my life. Um, and I love vlogging. I love the vlog channel. I love that channel. I love both channels, but they're, I like, I love them for different reasons. And then on socials, you know, like Instagram and TikTok, you'll see, you know, variations of that. But I feel like there's a lack and there's that missile missing puzzle piece to <laughs> all the lessons I've learned um, the background behind it, the decisions, and just, we don't get to sit down and just chat about that. I feel like the only way you can really get to know those things that I feel like there is a lot to be shared that isn't shared is through maybe Q and A's that I do on my vlog channel specifically, um, where you guys ask questions and we get to talk about them. And like, we've been through so much. This is such amazing. It was an amazing experience. Also a very overwhelming experience, uh, educational experience and just renovating the house and getting to live through vicariously through my parents that are also builders. My mom's an interior designer. My dad is a civil engineer slash architect. They have built homes my entire life. They've built new homes. So I've got to see their direction. I got, I've got to see their um, experience and the ups and downs of those processes and uh, going through those. And so it has helped me in renovating, even though this is a completely different project than they have ever done. I, it's helped me in this in this world and and doing this and I've I've been given um, a little bit more confidence because I can lean lean on them when I have questions. Um, but I am learning a whole bunch of new stuff that they've never had to tackle or never got to done. So got, got to do. So it's it's we're learning from each other, so to speak. So I feel like this podcast is going to be that missing puzzle piece, and I want you guys to. Let us know, let me know what you want to talk about. Um, anything and everything to help you, maybe if you are going to be getting into a renovation or a flip project, um, or you're going to just be decorating your home. And I have a very specific style. I love all styles. I used to decorate for um, a living. I also used to be a fashion designer. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> but I think it's, think this is going to be a great just avenue for us. So I want to hear what you have. I want to hear. Uh, so I did launch this idea. I was like, I'm launching a podcast on my vlog channel. And it was a big announcement because it's actually been something we've worked on for um, a few months now. 
and I asked you what you wanted to hear. And by far and away, there were there were a lot of topics that you guys were repeating over and over again that you wanted to hear. One of those was starting from the beginning and really getting to know, you know, the back end. Like, how did I end up here? And now why are we on a podcast when I always thought I was a very visual person, which I'm glad we're doing video versions of this podcast because you actually get to see me in the space and we get to show you pictures and stuff. So if you want more context, if you're just listening in, you can watch the video too. And so that was the number one question. Why? How did you get here and how did we build this community and um, how did we start tackling this project? And and that's what we're going to do in this episode, like how it's it's all come about. And I want you guys to leave every video every podcast episode, every piece of content or something that I share with feeling like you're so inspired and feeling like you can tackle anything because you really can. If you're safe and you research and you think it through and you ask the right questions, uh, you can. And I'm proof of that. And so I want you to leave everything feeling inspired, like your cup is like filled up and you're ready to tackle whatever it is. It doesn't even have to be, it could just be like cleaning your living room or it could be just being motivated for the day. And I've felt like over the years of building this channel, I pride myself more on not that you guys would duplicate something that I built or not that you would DIY this massive project that you would just feel empowered to do whatever you needed to do and do it in your own way and create and feel like you can accomplish anything. And that is what I pride myself most on. And I'm so proud. I keep thanking you guys, but I'm so grateful and I'm so proud of the community that we have built. Uh, So where where did it all start? Um, so growing up, my mom will attest to this. I was always my phrase, my you know, you have your first words and mama, daddy, whatever. Um, my phrase, my go-to phrase was me do it, me do it, me do it. From anything, from feeding myself as a little kid, like a very, very like a baby, to me putting away my toys, to me building something. Growing up, I would actually take things apart to see how they were made and then put them back together. I was that kid. I didn't really like playing with Barbie dolls or whatever, but I I liked to figure out how things were made. And so growing up, I always had that mentality, me do it. I always wanted to accomplish something on myself. So you could really say that DIY is in my blood. Like it, it is truly who I am at my core. And I've always had this like outlook of, well, if that person can do it, I can do it too. If they learned how to do it, so can I. And if they accomplished that, I mean, everyone was born, I have this mentality of like everyone was born the same way, you know, like we all came out the same, same way. So it's just a matter of acquiring the right skills and asking the right questions. And Google Google is my friend. I Google everything. And I didn't go to school for renovations. I'm not a contractor. This is not, uh, I didn't even go to interior design school. I went to fashion design school. Now, a lot can be transferred over and and applied, but I am self-taught. This is not a college degree. This is not a, this is, I am self-taught in all things. And Google is the best learning (laughs) 
best place to learn all these things. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Growing up, I had this Me Too personality. I would, I would break apart everything to figure out how they were made. And as I got into high school, you know, I, that's the time that you needed to figure out what you wanted to do in life. I don't know how you're supposed to figure out at, you know, 17 how you're, what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life. And I actually thought I had it figured out. I, I was pretty confident that I was going to be a fashion designer. <clears throat> and I think more so I was confident that I would be doing something creative. And at the time that was just where my sights landed. And so I applied to go to FIDM, FIDM in Los Angeles and got in as a fashion design, a fashion design student. I don't think it's that hard to get in. Uh, I think it is harder to get into the fashion design kind of, uh, realm. Um, they try and push you, they ask you a lot of questions and they try and push you into other majors if they don't feel like that's the, well, they, what do you want to do kind of thing? So they'll put you into some other majors. The fat, a FIDM is an amazing college. If you apply it, you know, if you, if you actually go there and it's very tedious and it's very focused, it's not like I took a whole bunch of classes that I didn't need, you know, so it's very focused. So going into uh, college, I applied myself really, really hard. I, I breathed that school. I graduated summa cum laude, I think. And I'm very much a person that's like going to apply themselves and do it. If I make a decision, I'm going to follow through and do it. And so going to, to college was a great experience. And then, so I finished my fashion design degree, just an associates. And I was like, no, I'm going to start working. I know that the experience is really what I need. I don't need more schooling. And so I started working, started interning. Well, at the time, it was like, I think I graduated. I'm 34 now. I graduated with my first degree in 2009. And that was around the time where things had happened in the world. The, you know, the market had crashed. The, no one was hiring. It was really tough time for businesses and specifically in all, all industries, but it was also affecting the fashion industry. So I felt like I could be an intern forever, but no one was really hiring me. And looking back on it, it was hard. Like I had a lot of experience because I, I think I interned at maybe seven to eight different fashion houses in some capacity, whether it was design or assisting or more marketing or whatever it was. I, I interned so much, just hoping that someone would hire me, you know, so I was working for free 
And I was also on the side working at an Italian restaurant um, where I met Romeo, my boyfriend. <laughs> that has been my boy. We will, will be together 14 years in February, which is crazy. So we we met there. I was working because I had to get, I had to make money. I couldn't just, you know, uh, work for free forever, even though that's just, it was, it was my reality. That was what was happening. So I ended up calling one of the, um, fashion houses that I actually interned for and asked them for a letter. I was just trying to collect some things like I was just trying to collect enough to be valuable for someone to hire. Right. So I, I reached out to them for a letter of recommendation and they actually said, Oh, wait, our assistant, our fashion, our, our design assistant is actually going on maternity leave. Would you be interested in her position? And I was like, yes. Now I have a horror story about working for that fashion house. Um, it was a very small company, but horror story. We can get into that later if you would, I won't ever say who they are, but oh my gosh, I have horror stories. I think I worked there for about 11 months. It was just shy of a year. It was intense. Um, but I, I worked in fashion. Then from there, I actually had a friend that worked for a different company. She was like, you got to get out of there. Like that's it's such a toxic environment. Like, you know, it was bad. So I, she got me an interview, um, as a receptionist. Now I had to back up to move forward in the fashion industry at that time. And so she got me an interview. I knew I had the, fortitude. I knew I had the work ethic to hopefully grow really quickly. I just needed my foot in the door. And so I, I interviewed and I was overqualified. Um, but it was just the reality. So they hired me as a receptionist slash like fulfillment person for online sales. And I started there. I did that job, I think for a month before I got promoted. And to my advantage, the company was actually growing pretty quickly. So it was actually on the way up. So there was room for growth and I knew that. So I had to kind of back up to move forward, started, did a, a month of work and got promoted and felt like quickly, I think, you know, I gained in, in responsibility, but I felt like quickly I was going to hit a ceiling because I only had an associate's degree. And when working in fashion with an older kind of management team, they had a very old school mentality, you know, so they, he, I knew he was, I just knew it, that I was not going to get to where I wanted to be with just the degree that I had, because I looked around at the people around me and I was like, oh my gosh, they have bachelor's degrees. And I stopped wanting, I, I just stopped it. I stopped my education to get, you know, to move on. So anyways, I went back to school full-time online at FITM, doing all of my classes online at night while working full-time. I told no one. Now, eventually some people had to find out because I was, contrary to me thinking that I needed the education, the extra education, I was actually still doing really well at the company. I was growing. I was getting responsibility. I just knew it. I knew it in my gut that I wasn't going to get to where I wanted to be. So I went back to school full time. I killed myself. When I say that my hormonal state, my whole body was affected by that decision, I mean it. I had horrible acne, hormonal acne. 
I was crying all the time, but I was determined. I was not going to sacrifice or put in jeopardy me progressing at the company because they think that I couldn't do it because I was taking on too much responsibility. And no one knows what I'm capable of but me or maybe my mom or maybe Romeo, you know, those, those people. But I knew and in my gut, I was like, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it well. And you're never going to know because it's not going to affect my work. And it's not something that I needed to tell them. So I did it. I did it full time. And I remember, um, by then, you know, that was another year and a half to get my bachelor's degree. I graduated. I had my kind of announcement of me, (laughs) like graduating or walking or whatever that I was graduating. Um, and I, I took it and I took the, uh, CFO of the company out to the hallway and I handed it to him. Well, it went sideways cause he thought I was inviting him to my graduation, which was kind of weird, but I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I was just telling you that, you know, and he goes, what do you mean? And I was like, I've been going to school full time behind the scenes. And he's like, are you kidding me? It was, pre- I was a pretty proud, like uh, to, for everything that I had went through, I was pretty proud of that moment. So I graduated and I don't know really, I can't tell you that that really is why I started advancing more. Um, But I think in some way it gave me a leg up in some way, or at least put me on the same playing field as, as everyone else. So I graduated, ended up growing really quickly um, and doing a lot of, and introducing a lot of things to the company that didn't already exist. So I grew their online um, presence and online website and their online sales millions of dollars um, and opened retail stores and set them all up and, and all of that stuff. So I, I think that I was pretty valuable. I ended up being the VP of marketing for many, many years. So a lot of people don't know that, that I had a huge career and a life before this. And I didn't start my YouTube channels and I didn't start sharing my projects online until I was 29. So this was a later in life kind of career. Backing up a little bit, while I was in high school, my, no, actually before that, when I was 12, my mom um, was working in a little boutique just for on the side. My dad had a very successful business at the time and we had relocated. So my mom was kind of getting her footing and she worked at a little boutique and my mom, I swear we're two peas in a pod. We're the same way. After days of working there, she was like, I can do this. I can open a store. I can do that. You know? And so we started the, the, path to opening a home decor boutique. Now, my mom was an interior decorator at that point. We, we say interior designer, but you actually have to have a degree to work as an interior designer. Now, I worked as an interior decorator for people, and so did she, um, because I had a design and fashion. I had a des- fashion design degree, not an interior design degree. So I don't have the certificate that you need in the States to, in order to work like that. And as long as you disclose it, I think it's fine. I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on any of that. I, I think that that's just my limited knowledge on working like that. Um, so she wanted to open a boutique. We went to market where you buy all merchandise 
It was a new experience. I would travel with her. When I was 12, we opened the store and we decorated it. And it was so much fun. I mean, looking back on it, it was so much fun. I think being a teenager, I didn't fully uh, appreciate it or appreciate all the work that my mom put into creating that for me. For me. Why am I saying for me? For us, for our family. And it worked her to the bone. But it was so fun and it was such a creative outlet, but it was also a big a big business and it was really successful. My mom has an amazing personality and she's a very people person. Now, I am more introverted than her. I didn't find myself loving the retail part of things. I didn't love like when the customers would come in. I was always friendly, but it it was kind of like the doorbell would ring when we'd go. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go out there. Don't make me go out there. You know, and that was the, just how I felt. What I thrived at and what I loved is the decorating portion. And I started this, I I drew this map and I remember I drew this map of the store and I highlighted different sections of it. So it would be like, you know, there was like two main, uh, the shape of the store was really deep. So I I created six sections because I worked there six days of the week. Monday through Saturday, every day after school. And especially when I got to a senior, I didn't have as many classes. I had already had my classes to graduate. So I was only going to school for a few hours. So I could work a lot. And so I worked with her with right after school, I would go to the store and I would work. But I was the designer, the the, the stager, the floor designer. Um, I would decorate these little vignettes and these little sections of the store with our merchandise and how you would envision them in the, in their, your home, uh, just preparing things together. And I would do it and I would rotate it. So on Monday, I would do the front of the store. And on Tuesday, I would do the right behind that part. And then Wednesday, I would do the back of the store. And then Thursday, I would start on the other side and do it. And then it would rotate every week. I would start it over. So every time if some a customer came in every week, they would always see something new. So we we found that it really worked in our favor in terms of 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 the business, um, and and sales and and it worked. So that was that was my job, and that's when I really fell in love with like designing and decorating. But interior design was always my my mom's thing. It was always her her thing, you know. And I kind of wanted to pave my own path. So that's actually why I went to fashion design school. Still creative, uh, still you know on the side that I. Where what I creative what I wanted to do, um, but it wasn't particularly homes. It was it was clothing, and then after working. So now jumping forward, after I had been working um, in fashion for a while and entered a lot, I quickly realized that I didn't want to design people's clothing. I didn't see myself standing behind a pattern making table and designing clothes. And I just liked the industry really. So I think when I started, you know, when I went back for my bachelor's and I kind of took the route that I took, I went more into marketing and I felt like it was really, uh, more creative. And then I quickly became a glorified manager. I just handled people's problems. It was just constant. And I just didn't feel fulfilled. I wasn't doing anything creative anymore. I was more so overseeing the creative positions. And that is not what I wanted to do with my life. And when I got to 29, I was it was a few months before my 29th birthday. And this had been kind of years in the making. I was a VP of marketing for six years. And 
years in the making, I started saving. I was like, I need to prepare myself for my next phase in life. I need to figure it out. Like, what am I going to do? What's going to make me happy? And if everybody, if someone else can do it, so can I. And so I started saving as much as I possibly could. When I got to a few months before my 29th birthday, it was in February of 2017, I was like, I have to do this now because if I don't change my life before I'm... Now, this is just my own mentality. If I don't change my life before I'm 30, I'm going to regret it. Now, would that be the case? No, but it was just in my head. That's what I thought. And so I was really stressed at work. I was crying all the time. I had taken on way too much responsibility there were internal problems. There were external, like it was, it was just not for me anymore. Even though I made a good living, I don't think I would have ever had, um, the house that I wanted or, you know, I I think that I had hit a glass ceiling. I wasn't going to be able to grow any more than where I was at. So this was just, this was really just in my own head that I needed to change my life before I was 30 to, to be on the right track. So really, So it was about February and I just, I didn't know when I was going to do it. I didn't know when I was going to leave. It was a very cushy job. Kind of everyone around me said like, oh, you better have a plan before you do that. Like you better have something else lined up. And I totally did not. I feel like I, it took so much of me that I couldn't plan my next move past my job because I'm just like, I'm... I can't think, I need time to, to just, so I, I need time away from this so that I can actually figure out my next plan of attack for my life. And so I saved as much as I could. I had two years. I could live in my apartment with my bills and with Romeo and all of our stuff. We could live for two years. At two years, at the end of two years, I would have no more money. I would have to redo my resume and I would have to go back to work. To work. And then somehow... Uh, figure out what to say about this two-year lapse in my resume, right? But whatever, I was willing to do it. So I quit, like on the spot. I just couldn't do it anymore. We were having a conversation. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so sorry. I I cannot do this anymore. I gave four months notice. I had a very high-powered, I had a high job in the the business. I was going to give four months. I trained someone for, I was respectful as I could be, but it just wasn't right for me. So I left and had no idea what I was doing. I leaned on what I knew, right? I was in marketing. I did websites, designed websites. I was a fashion designer. I did all of those things. So I was like, okay, what businesses could I start that were in the realm of what I did before, right? But then I realized, well, I didn't really want to be in marketing. I I didn't really want to design people's websites, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was so confused. And so I think... It was about nine months into me being out of work when I started to get nine, two years wasn't enough for me. Nine years, I was already uncomfortable. Seeing the decline in my bank account instead of it being steady or going up was really, really uncomfortable for me. So I started taking side jobs and doing some, you know, I don't know, I I would design people's websites. I would uh, do some marketing things all while trying to start my own business, which was in marketing, helping um, small businesses and doing coursework. I tried that for a little while, like creating courses to help people learn. I was like, what is, what am I doing? And then it was about nine months into it. And I was like, okay, what, what am I need to do something else? So I had this desk (laughs) and I, 
needed to do something about it. It was, it was kind of ugly. And I wanted to set up this desk office situation for me in my apartment. And I, I wanted to do something to it. And so I had watched a couple of videos on YouTube. I really wasn't a YouTube watcher at that point, but I had a friend that was a YouTuber and doing completely different, different stuff. I actually worked with her at a previous company and then she, um, you guys know her, her Kristen McAtee. Um, and so she, she worked with me in fashion and so she was doing it and we would have lunch all the time and, and she would talk about it. And I was like, maybe if I, you know, record me doing something to this desk or setting up my office space, you know, maybe, maybe it could be something. Let me try it. So I filmed my first video, which was an Ikea hack <laughs> and I, I put concrete on this black Ikea table. I made a concrete top out of it. And the video was super, please don't worry about it. I always talk about this video and I'm like, please don't go watch the video, but I know you are. I know like everyone's going to be curious. Um, I was, my voice was really high. I was really uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I just didn't know how to be on camera. Gratefully, I had a camera already. So that's what I used to build the channel. And I did this Ikea hack. My video was five minutes. And I remember sending the video to my nieces, RJ's, RJ's nieces, uh, Ava and Zoe, I was like, give me your thoughts because you guys are in this world. You watch these videos. And she was like, me. Ava goes, maybe it should be a little longer. I was like, okay. So I, I got better. And what I do with everything is I, I go all in and I always give myself a year. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this for a year. I'm not going to overanalyze it. I'm not going to pick it apart. I'm not really going to see what's working and what's not. I'm just going to put myself and dedicate and be consistent for a year. So I committed to uploading once a week. I committed to upgrading my skills, figuring out how to edit. You know, I had to learn how to edit. Uh, every month, I would add something that I could afford to my kind of equipment. Um, so maybe one month it was trying to make the audio better. And then maybe the next month was maybe getting a subscription to um, some some music uh, so that I could use better music in my videos. Maybe the next month was just learning something new, you know, with me editing. Maybe it was just that. So every month I would up my skill level and I would research and, and figure out how to make better and better content. And by the end of the year, I still wasn't making any money from it, uh, but it was promising. I, I think at the end of the year, and I can look back and see the exact, I, I kept notes of, of how much, like how many new subscribers or views that I was making uh, every month, you know, or, or milestones. Um, and I think I had hit a thousand subscribers. And that was pretty pivotal because on YouTube, it you needed to hit a thousand subscribers and also a specific number of watched hours in order to even monetize your channel, in order to even make money from all of this. So it was a year of nothing. I, me just investing, investing, investing. So now granted, now we're at a year and nine months of me not working. Now I have done some side jobs to, to kind of supplement my income a little bit, but we're at a year and nine months and I am quickly running out of money. And I'm like, Oh my God, McKenna, what did you do? Like, you know, the doubt sinks in, but also I know I'm capable. So I, I kept going. So then it got to a year and 10 months. And once I hit a thousand subscribers, it started to grow a little quicker. You know, you hit a milestone and it, it becomes a little bit easier. And then we got to a year and 11 
months, the end of the 11 months. And I was like, I had one more month of rent money, bill money, food money. I had one month left before I needed to put in my resumes out to people. You know what I mean? I was already researching jobs because I'm just like eccentric like that. Like I, I need to be prepared for the worst. That month I made enough on YouTube to pay my rent. And I was mind blown. Like I cried. I I couldn't believe it worked. I didn't know if it was going to continue to work. But for one month, I made enough to, to, for, to pay for everything. We went through, if you guys knew the side jobs that Romeo and I did, we charged scooters. People don't know this. We charged scooters. You know the lime and... Um, what's the other one's called? Not Lime. Bird scooters. If you have them in your cities, like I, I would do that. Uh, we, we had 40 scooters charging in our apartment every night. And we would wake up at 4 a.m. and put them back on the street for people to use. We did DoorDash. We did Amazon Fresh. We would deliver groceries early in the morning. We did, and this is when I really leaned on Romeo so much. And he was always there and he is a workhorse. Like his work ethic is unparalleled. Like, and he set all these up for us and we would do them together. And he just really kept us afloat. And I'm so grateful, you know, to have a partner that would, was willing to do that and support me in trying to figure out this next phase. And now we are greatly um, uh, thankful that we did that, but now we're here, you know, And so we did the most amazing thing. We did the most weird things (laughs) during that time, but we got to that one year and 11 months and I made enough for rent. And then the next month I did it again and I did it again. And not only, then it started to be like, I didn't not just do one month, but I did a month and a half. And then I did two months and it's finally started to feel like something was working. And my leap of faith on myself, in myself, to leave the corporate job, the cushy corporate job that no one, everyone told me not to leave, but I believed in myself and I stayed consistent. And I, I prom, I didn't let myself down more than anything. And I, I dove in and really tried and learned and got better. And just, I feel like that could be applied to anything that you want to do and not specifically YouTube, just anything, you, you know, consistency and, getting better every day. And I did it. And now we are here. And it has been five years since that happened. That was, you know, 2017 when I left my corporate job, uh, 2018 when I started the channel. And now we are in 2023. It'll, I guess it'll be six years this year. I don't know if I did that math right. I did that pretty quickly. Somewhere around there, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. No, it'll be five years this year. And so I think I'm just proof that if you set your mind to something and you stay consistent and you go all in and you think smart and you supplement where you can and you make everything work, that it can really pay off in a, in a really amazing way. And I'm so grateful to what we have built. And now, not only what we've built on on YouTube, but also where I'm at in life, like I'm sitting in a 111-year-old cottage that I have been renovating from the ground up for almost two years now. 
And it is going to be, and I hope it's going to be the purest expression of my creativity. I mean, every day I wake up and create, right? I, I wake up and I work my tail off. Like I, I work hard. Like, and I'm not just, I think of myself as an interior designer first. And then uh, aside from that, adjacent to that, parallel to that, I am a content creator. I'm an interior designer first. So I wake up every day with the intention of what I'm going to create that day and what I'm going to design and decorate and build that day. And I'm constantly leveling up my experience. I'm constantly doing more and getting better because I love that. That's in me. And I've DIY'd so much in this house. I'm so proud. I look at something and I'm like, I can't believe I built that. I mean, I can, but I'm like, I did that, you know, and it has been so empowering doing this house. And I know it will continue after this house is done. Eventually this house will be completed and it will be this year, you know, but moving on to the next project and hopefully, hopefully one day flipping homes. I see that in my future, you know, not finishing up a house that we can see as our maybe forever home. I don't know. Um, but then flipping homes and, and it's just, I'm so grateful that this is, is my job now. So I hope I am, (laughs) uh, an example of what's possible, but also just your daily dose or your weekly or or bi-weekly here or your daily dose on all the channels of just feel good inspiration. And I hope you leave here inspired to just do whatever it is. And um, no matter what's led you to this year, when we're in 2023 and where anything's possible, you know, like anything, you can do anything. Um, and I've lived a full life before this. I feel like I've, you know, done the corporate thing. I've done the nine to five grind. I've done so many different jobs. I've worked for so many different companies from even being young and working at a pizza place. And like, you know, like I've had so many different jobs in different industries and I wake up every day happy. I wake up every day fulfilled. I wake up every day ready to tackle the day and I work my butt off to make it happen. And I'm going to start a project tomorrow, you know what I mean? Or today, later today. And I'm always planning. So roundabout, this is how the name of the podcast came to be with my own two hands, because I'm literally doing not only this house, not only my content, but not only my life with my own two hands. And maybe you want to too. Maybe this will inspire you to to do that too. Um, But that is my background. So now what do you guys want to hear? I have some ideas. I definitely want to have my mom be a consistent host. If you guys watch the channel, uh, my specifically my vlog channel, you've seen my mom so much over the last two years that I've been in Texas. That's actually why we bought this house in Texas to be close to them. Thinking of our retirement more so than anything. Um, but we do hope to have a home in, um, close to close ish to, um, Los Angeles in California. Um, and I just, we, I would definitely want to have her. I know from the comments that you definitely want to see Romeo. I'm going to try and work on him, but he's a little bit camera shy at times. Uh, definitely Drew, Lone Fox, Drew. I mean, we're so close. He's, I'm going to knock on his door and make him be on the, pull him into the podcast so that we can talk about it. But we have so much, you know, like mistakes that we've made, lessons we've learned, um, style and decorating tips and, and anything under the sun. So if you are watching the video, comment, what you want to hear. DM me on Instagram, 
De- wherever I'll put some pull boxes places. Um, we'll, I just want to hear everything and don't keep, don't stop them from coming. We, it's always going to be, um, open and, um, I don't know, we'll, we'll figure out something where you guys can like, uh, message in or something so that we have them all in one place. So I can really answer your questions. And of course, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the, with my own two hands podcast channel, my other channels, if you're watching this for the first time, if you're if you're seeing me or hearing me for the first time, hi, welcome. I'm so happy for you to be part of our community. Uh, just so grateful. You guys, this has been, I'm uh, just so grateful. I have the words. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode, just kind of gearing us up for what we were going to be. And I, I think it was appropriate to kind of revisit my past and how, how we got here. And then my mom will be on episode two, which I'm excited about. We'll talk about styles. And my mom has had a lot of styles over the years. So it's going to be important for her to, you know, she brings a lot of knowledge to this. So I can even, I even learn from her every day. So she's going to be on episode two. So I will, she will, she will be on episode two. So I will see you guys very, very soon. And then if you want even more content, follow me over on YouTube. Uh, We're kicking off the new year strong. We've got a lot of projects. Get excited. I'm excited. I'll see you guys really soon. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.